0: Hallelujah. I am just meditating, and uh, based on some revelations the Lord have been giving to me for the past one week, I draw this conclusion, and the Lord gave me this passage itself that I'm about to share with you. Hallelujah. See, I, I must, I must make you see this. God is depending on you, but somehow you feel you are depending on God. But God is depending on you. Reason because I'll make you see. God have, convenanted himself, and taken an oath. That as far as the earth is concerned, man is in charge. So it's depending on you to make things happen. It's depending on you to make your life even more beautiful. It's part of what we're sharing this morning during the Sunday school. If you don't set goals, if you don't have, if you don't know what you are doing, forget it. I have seen someone some years back, That was in hiding in the name of seeking the name of the Lord. a minister. For close to three years I knew the man. It was in one place. It was a brother who was assisting to feed this man. But it was just there seeking the face of the Lord. What were you looking for? It doesn't come out. I don't know how long it takes a man to pray for God to speak to that individual. I'm not talking of one week, two weeks, three weeks. Daniel at least went for 21 days. Moses was uh, 40 days. Jesus was 40 days and now. But this guy was going about two, three, four years. God would not speak. Until he was asked to quit from where he was staying. He was still waiting on the Lord. And finally, you know what? When things became so tough... He left the wife and children in Worry and went to the west. He's going to a mountain to seek the Lord. He sought him here in Worry. He couldn't get him. He went to a mountain in the west and abandoned his family for somebody else to take care of. To me, these are religious ignorance. God is waiting and depending on you to make things right on the face of the earth. His kingdom can only advance As compared to how you are prepared to take it. Because God is not going to violate his principles. He has given you, man, the authority and the dominion. He didn't change it when he said that man fair, yes, but there's restoration. And that same dominion, that same kingdom he has given back to you. You have a choice today to make things the way you want them to be. I will read a few scriptures, but let me start by saying maybe my, my subject. Maybe you want to know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Lord shall increase you. Now you like that one. <laughs> the Lord shall increase you, or you shall be increased. Is that okay? You shall be increased, or the Lord shall increase you, whichever way you want to put it. Hallelujah. You shall be increased. Okay. Now let me begin to, uh, read. let's turn talk, talk with me to Psalm 115, and verse number 12. I'm going to start reading from verse number 12. Psalm 115, verse number 12. The Bible says, the Lord have be mindful of us. Now, I want you to understand that. Why would the Lord be mindful of you? Mindful. The Hebrew word is to be brought to remembrance. Be remembered. Be thought of. God is thinking about you. Hallelujah. And he said he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Know what that means? He will bless the church, he will bless the priesthood. Amen? He will bless and I fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. Did you get that? You and your children. I wish somebody can take this as a prophecy for this year we are entering into The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. I'm going to explain why the Lord need to increase you. I'm going to explain why God says he's going to increase you. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. So be ready for increase. Yes, Hallelujah. He said, ye are blessed. Of the Lord. Quit made heaven and earth. Listen, you are not going to be blessed. You are blessed. Of the Lord himself who made heaven and earth. You know, in the New Testament, the Bible talks about we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The truth is, we're not supposed to be praying for blessing. We only need to pray to know how to draw our blessings. Take it this way. If somebody paid a million into your account, and you are informed that you have a million in your account, do you have to pray for a, a million to come into your account? What you need is your checkbook to draw. So if you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in the true sense, we're not supposed to be praying for blessings. We should be praying for how to draw these blessings from the heavens. Are you sitting there with me? You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But look at this. But the earth, are they giving to who? The children of men. Meaning, he is not prepared to interfere with you. What do you do with the earth. When you give us something, you don't give to take. God doesn't give to take. Are you a The word man is the Hebrew word, Adam. It's a generic word which speaks of everybody actually means a human being an individual or the species of mankind so when he says the earth has he given to the sons of men god's intention is still there from the very beginning when he said let us make our an image and let them have what dominion let them be fruitful god have not changed his mind Amen. I see. What I emphasize is: Listen, God is still depending on you, and we continue to depend on you to have things done on the face of the earth. I'm going to prove that to you from the scriptures. Hallelujah! Now, if you read that verse from the Message Translation, this is what it says: "The heavens of heaven," verse sixteen. The heavens of heaven is for God. But he put us in charge of the acts. I want you to look at that word. He puts us in charge of the acts. God cannot put you in charge. Begin to interfere with your authority. Don't blame God if you fail. And it would be worse off if you blame a, a wizard or a witch or an enemy that you failed. I've already made you to understand there is nowhere in scripture you make me, you convince me that when God gives you a mandate, there is one power in creation that can stop you. I don't believe that. You may believe it, but I don't. Let me, let me explain something. You know, there was a time Jesus' disciples were trying to heal somebody and they couldn't. Remember that? And they came to him and said, we couldn't do this and jesus said this is them coming on about by fasting and prayer as the case may be but let me explain why do you think they couldn't do it the same disciple when in the book of luke chapter 8 chapter 9 chapter 10 he sent them out the bible said they came back and said even the devil was subject unto them you got the difference let me say something they were not apostles until they were sent And anytime God speaks a word to you, he produces. But when they were doing that healing, he never sent them. There was no word, there was no backing. That's why they couldn't hear the child. Can you imagine the same people that couldn't hear the child? The Bible tells me that even their shadows were healing people. But that is after he has given them the word. After he has commissioned them. After he has sent them. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? So God has given dominion to man on the face of the earth. My friend, listen, don't trouble God for what he has already allowed you to manage. If God fears you were not capable of managing the earth, he will not give it to you. The fact that he gave it to you shows that he knows you are capable of managing the earth. How do you, even you smarter, you can't employ people who cannot manage your, your business. Am I right? So if the earth and the and funeral belongs to the Lord and then he gave it to somebody to manage, it's because he knows the man can manage the place. Don't disappoint God. What if I you see, I, I, I read this and somebody has a question. If you say the kingdom of God is here, why all this? Why all this? Why all this? Why all this? It's a question for the man who do not understand God's mandates. We are the people responsible. We have left the earth for what is to happen. Now let me explain something to you. Even the devil cannot function without a human being. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you seen the devil walk in the street once? But somebody can do a thing and come and say, The devil made me do it. Are you sitting there with me? That means even the devil can't even do a thing without what? A human being. Don't blame God for your failure. I repeat. God didn't create you to be a failure in the first place. He created you with a mandate. He gave you a mandate on the face of the earth to rule. You can rule wherever you find yourself. In your business, in your home, in your family, you can rule. Hallelujah. What I was trying to say because man is in charge of the earth is the reason why God is looking unto you to implement his will on the face of the earth remember what Jesus said I came to do thy will O Lord now hear the prayer our oh, Father which and heaven thy will be done okay. Are you see that how will God's will be done on the face of the earth it is gonna be true you and I we are the expression of God's will on the face of the earth. Praise the living God. Amen. His mandate for man from the beginning is still valid. Let him have dominion. Meaning, you are to rule and put this right on the face of the earth. Amen. Now I want to give you an example. On Friday we read something very interesting. And you minister so much to me. In the book of Daniel, you know the story. Daniel chapter one, for instance. Let's begin to look at Daniel. We are told that Daniel was praying. You know, Daniel chapter one. Let's look at the way he prayed and let's look at why he prayed the way he prayed. In Daniel one, I mean, Daniel nine verse one. The Bible says, "The fourth year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the fourth year of his reign." I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in desolation of Jerusalem. I understand by book. Well some of you can't read. Some of you can't even read the book. You can't read your Bibles. How do you know God's will? How can you implement God's will even for your life? I was speaking to the leadership the other day, pastors, at the Synergy Forum. Some of you, either you're in Kenya, I was speaking to them. Some of us don't read. Especially if you're a leader. If your man has known more than you do, you're already supposed to become a disciple and not a leader. Because. The law is clear. A leader is supposed to be in front. Others to follow. But when your members read more than you do, and they know more than you do, then you should be a disciple and not a leader. Change seats. And don't be afraid and don't be ashamed. Just quietly change your seats. Let them lead you. You don't read. You spend all your time for whatever I don't know. And, and yet you want to know God's will, and yet you want to implement God's will, you're deceiving yourself. Here, the Bible made me to understand, Daniel understood by the book. Can you imagine somebody like, can you imagine like somebody like, Apostle Paul, even with all the revelation he had, he will speak to a prophet, for, a, and say, bring the scroll, bring the parchment, and bring, what was in this scroll and the parchment, that Paul, with all the revelation he had, was looking for? So don't tell me, I believe in the Holy Ghost. Read the book. Are you sitting with me? Paul was still looking for the parchment. He was still looking for all those books. Wherever he was going, bring them to me. This man was such a wonderful Pharisee. Do you even know why he has to go to the desert of Arabia for three good years? When the Lord arrested him, he went to the mount. He went to Arabia. He went back to my Sinai For three good years, he met no apostle. That was with Jesus. Do you know why? Because he was doing what he was doing based on the law. But he has to go out and get a proper interpretation of what the law is. So for three good years he was with the Holy Spirit, being taught the same law that he was using to persecute the church. And when he came back, he could let me the fear of them. He was already far ahead of them. Are you sitting that with me? Read the book. If you want to become who God intends you to be, you go and study the word of God. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, move on now. Now let me give you the very passage that Daniel read about. Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah 25 verse 11 and 12. He says, And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment and this nation shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. And it shall come to pass when 70 years are accomplished that I will punish the king of Babylon. And that nation shall save the Lord for their iniquity in the land of the Canaanites. I will make it perpetual desolation. Amen. Hallelujah. Now understand something here. This is what Daniel saw as was written in the book. And he came to past and said God you said 70 years now the 70 years already what? Accomplished. I want my people to get back home. But there's something I want to show you now. <laughs> so that I can understand the place of man on the face of the earth. Daniel prayed. But how was the prayer? How did the prayer get answered? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now if you look at it, if you look at it, Daniel one there. In the fourth year of Dara, the son of Hiras, I mean, I saw the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Caiadins. Now, first of all, understand this. Dairos actually succeeded as a king of Babylon on the death of Belshazzar, being then 62 years old. Is that okay? This is when Dairos came into the throne, when he succeeded Belshazzar. Okay, but I want you to understand, and don't forget something too. You see, Daniel started with Nebuchadnezzar, down to Belshazzar, down to who? Darius, down to who? Cyrus. He was just moving through all of those kings because of what he carried in his mind. That's why some of you you need to really brace up because if for instance the government really wants people to come into power, you should be picked to come and do something. But where you don't know anything. Don't expect anybody to even mention your name. Not talking talk of picking you. Because listen to me. i always told people, you don't go to parliament and be speaking in tongues. God, people want results. Are you sitting there with me? Praise the living God. Now let me give you the story as to what I'm saying here. God giving the air to the sons of men. Listen, somebody prayed. But let's see how the answer comes. But first of all, let's begin to read what happened. When he said, after this, you're going to take him to Babylon. Let's read the account of how they were taken to Babylon. Let's get now to Second Chronicles chapter 36. 2 Chronicles 36. I'm reading from verse 11. God will be a little bit fast with me because it's a little bit of a long reading. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Zedekiah was 120 years old when he began to reign and reign. 11 years in Jerusalem. And he did how which was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. And humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. But he stiffened ne- his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. Moreover, the chief of the priests and the people transgressed very much after the abomination of the headings, and polluted the house of the Lord which he has hallowed in Jerusalem. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up bad times and sending because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. In other words, God keeps speaking to them, God keeps telling them to repent and change their ways. Hallelujah. The Bible says, But among the messengers of God and despised his words and missed his prophet, until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people, till there was no remedy. Therefore he brought upon them the king of the Chaldeans, who slew their young men with the sword in the house of the sanctuary, and had no compassion upon the young men, or maiden, old men, or him that stood for age. He gave them all into his hand. And all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king, and of his princes, all these he brought to where? To Babylon. And they burned the house of God, and broke down the wall of Jerusalem, and burnt all the palaces thereof with fire, and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. And then they had escaped from the sword, carried away into Babylon, where they were servants servants to him and his sons, unto the reign of the king of kingdom of Asia. Now this is where the story is coming. you, you better follow this picture now. They were carried away into Babylon. This is now to serve the 20 years 20 years that Jeremiah spoke about. Is that okay? All right. Until, what is this, the kingdom of Persia came in to fulfill, verse 21, the word of God or word of Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, until the land and enjoy her Sabbaths. For as long as she lay desolate, she kept sabbath to fulfill three score and what? 10 years, these 70 years. Praise the living God. Now look at this twenty-two. There's an interesting part of the story. Now, in the fourth year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that watch this: the word of the Lord, spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah, might be accomplished. The Lord said of the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, "Hallelujah." Now, listen. Somebody prayed. But God stayed another person. Did you get that? Why didn't God simply say, Okay, get back out of Babylon. Get back to Jerusalem. Why didn't God say that? God is always using a man to accomplish his will upon the face of the earth. And you could be that individual. Did you get that? The Bible says, God stirred up. To accomplish the world. In other words, whenever God wants to accomplish his word, he picks a person. So, remember what Mary said. Be it unto me according to your word." Those are prophets of the 400 years that was hanging in the air. He looked for someone. God does not violate his principle. The earth has he given to the sons of men. Anything he wants to do, he will choose a man to do it. Are you sitting with me? To accomplish the word. That's the key thing I want you to see. So every word that God has ever spoken can only be accomplished as He picks a man to accomplish that word. Let me give you another example. How many of you remember that the Bible said Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem? Remember that? Now, how did it come to be? Luke chapter 2. The Bible said the king gave the decree. That everybody should be taxed in his own country or his own village. And Joseph had to pick Mary to go to Nazareth to pay tax. When the God there Jesus was born. How did the prophecy come to be fulfilled? God used the man. Who did the man that he used? Herod made a decree. Without the decree of Herod, Jesus would not have been born in Bethlehem. So to fulfill the word of the prophecy, God also set up the heart of Herod to make a decree. Somebody's going to make a decree on your behalf. God has said so many things. Even about you. But I am saying the time of study has come. God is going to send someone to fulfill certain things about your life. Are you sitting there with me? Let's move on with the children of Israel. So here the Bible says. In order to accomplish the words. That Jeremiah spoke. And one thing is certain too, the prophet can speak a word, but it's going to take a man to bring to pass that which the prophet have spoken. Are you sitting with me? That is why one of the reasons again, it's important you know how to maintain relationship is because you wouldn't be able to know who God is going to send to you. If you reject the one he sent to you, of course, even though there have been prophecy hanging in the air, They will never have an accomplishment. Reason is because God has given the edge to the sons of men. Amen? Now, this is the reason why you discover that. even when God wanted to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he has to go to Abraham. Abraham, this is what I want to do. What is your opinion? Abraham said, if you got 50 righteous, no problem, I'm going to save it. If you got 40, I'm going to save it. If you got 10, I will save it. God 15, I will save it. Whatever. Is that okay? Until he couldn't get the number that God wanted. And I've only said it. Sodom and Gomorrah was not destroyed because of sin. That's a wrong theology. It was destroyed because they couldn't get 10 righteous people. Are you there with me? Because the way Abraham negotiated with God, God was agreeing with everything Abraham says. So you see without you you limit god you are supposed to be negotiating the destiny of even this country but we are calling witches and wizards no 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 let me tell you something the more you complain about the system you take the system to the judgment seat of god god now comes and to see you know why because in sodom and Gomorrah, the bible said let us go and even see this complaint about Sodom and Gomorrah. If not for the complaint of Lot and his people, God would have come down. You claim to be a righteous man, but you are the one inviting judgment upon your house by the way you complain about your people. You are not asked to complain. You are asked to multiply righteousness on the face of the earth. Can I say here to somebody? Lot has three daughters. And they were married. Meaning they were already six. Plus himself and the wife. eh Check it out. They were supposed to multiply the people that God was looking for. Instead of doing that, it was... The Christian community is like a salt. And it's like also a living. Because the Bible says the kingdom is like a living. We are meant to live in the world. We are not meant to complain about the world. We are meant to come to restore what is missing. We are salt. Salt preserve and protects. So they say a lot was a righteous man. I'm not interested in that kind of righteousness. Amen. The wife loves so much of the world. Loves so much about what was going on. We are not thinking about what was going on. I'm sure the wife was also partaking of what was going on. That's why it was difficult for her to move ahead. So when they say go, look back, become a salt. Anyway, it's still good. Salt is still useful. He didn't die like sodom people, he died salt. So don't die like the unbelievers, even if you must die in any way. Hallelujah. Okay, man, are we still here together? Okay, let's move on now. Verse 23. Though Cyrus King of Persia. Okay, that says was King of Persia. All the kingdoms of the earth have the Lord God of Heaven given me. No. Uh, come on, I, I don't know how an unbeliever begins to hear God so distantly, and believers can't hear God. This man was not a believer. He was not a Jew. He was not a Christian in this, but he could hear God talking. Oh, come on now! Somebody need to understand how God speaks. Are you see that? And he had charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? The Lord God be with him and let him go up. Hallelujah. Okay, just turn the next chapter, the next book to the book of Ezra. Ezra chapter 1. Look at 2 and 3. See the same picture. No, what amazes me is the language of Cyrus. The Lord has charged me. Oh my God. Where was he that was communicating with God? I don't know. He wasn't in the temple. He wasn't in the synagogue. and But here was God talking to him. And he could hear God. And he knew exactly what God wanted him to do. Hallelujah. Isaiah 45. I mean Ezra. Are you there with me? okay you can just look at ezra one and two i won't be able to read that let's turn to isaiah 45 so that we can just write it up there but write it down ezra was it already on the board? let's look at it then are you there okay thus i mean Cyrus, king of Persia, the lord god of heaven that has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has charged me to build him a house of jerusalem which is in judah go out there amen who is there among you of all his people he is God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem which is in Judah and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Amen. He just give on there and under- okay, go to verse 3, let's see. Verse 4. And whosoever remain, remain in any place where he's sojourning, let the men of his place help him with silver. I like that. We go. I like that. And with goods. I like that. And with beasts. Beside the free will offering. For what? The house of God. That is where? In Jerusalem. So everything that was needed to build in Jerusalem, the the decree of the king brought it to pass. You are asking for money, God will speak to people to bring money to you. You must, you see, when you pray, remember all of these things because of the prayer of Daniel. Daniel (laughs) Daniel chapter 9. It is time for the people to go. How can the people go without the place being built? God have to stay the heart of a hidden king. That is why some people who are going to be serving you, they are servants of God. You may call them unbelievers. To you, they are, but to God, they are instrument of God. Let me show you that in Isaiah forty-five. Hallelujah. Isaiah forty-five, verse one. Look at it. Thus, yet the Lord to His what? Anointed <laughs> To Cyrus whose right hand I've hold him, to subdue nations before him and I will lose the loins of kings to open before him the two leaf gates and the gate shall not be what shut. That is why if a God open a door for you, no man can shut it. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then, you, see, you know this passage only give me a lot of thoughts. God said, the Lord to his anointed. Anointed. You know what that word means. The Mishiach. <laughs> it's not, listen. Basically, anytime you want to commission somebody to do a walk, for instance, Saul was anointed a king. Are you see that? So listen. The anointing spells out. The job you are supposed to do. It's not for you to fall down. Are you following what I'm talking about? We we anoint people to fall down. We even anoint people for breakthrough. I have no problem with that. But the truth is, your anointing defines the assignment God gives to you. Here he says thus here the lord god told his word anointed cyrus whose hand and one thing good about the whole picture is this if god anoints you he strengthens you he holds your hand he becomes your strength he becomes your power in fact the battle of your life becomes his battle why because he can't allow you to fail and he said the anointing is such a way that we subdue nation you lose the loins of kings To open before him the two leaf gates And the gate shall not be shut Amen Okay let me show you something here Go to chapter 44 Of the same Isaiah 44 let's look at 28 Let's look at what the anointing means Isaiah 44 verse 28 And he says The seer of Cyrus he is my shepherd Who is the shepherd a I shall perform all my pleasure. Even saying to Jerusalem. Thou shalt be built. And to the temple. That foundation shall be what? Shall be laid. Go back to chapter 45. And then let me show you something in verse 46. I'm in verse 13. Praise the living God. Are you there in verse 13? Chapter 45 of Isaiah. Look at what he has to say. I have raised him up. Who is he being raised up here? Cyrus. In what? Righteousness. And I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city. And he shall. What is that? He shall let go of my captives. Not for price nor reward. said the Lord of hosts. People of God, what is righteousness? What did Cyrus do? That God said. He raised him up. As what? A righteousness. Man, come on. Think about this. When God comes into your life, come on, you become the righteousness of God. Praise the Lord. I like this. I have raised him up in what? In righteousness. How many of you understand that even the Jewish people who were keeping the law, so many of them God could not refer to as what? Be righteous. This is somebody who is not keeping the law. He knows nothing about the law. God picked him and said, You are my servant. You are my messenger. Is that okay? And God began to walk on his heart. And then this not began to make decrees. And then he's saying, You're going to build my city. You're going to build the temple. You're going to let the captives go. You're going to bring them out of captivity. Bring them back. Don't forget. All based on the prayer of one man. Are you see that? And if you read that Isaiah forty five, you're going to see how God was speaking to Cyrus and say, "Going to bring the gold, going to bring the silver, everything that." In fact, when the Bible says, "I will give you the treasures of darkness," He's not talking of treasures of witches and wizards or demons. He's talking about men who have not come to the Lord, He's going to speak to them and bring their resources to enable Daniel, to, I mean Cyrus, do exactly what God has commissioned him to do. If God gives you an assignment, He's going to bring people your way. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is righteousness, like I said? Cyrus was anointed of the Lord because he has an assignment to accomplish for God. Not because he attended church service somewhere. I want you to understand that. Amen. He called him his anointed, not because he was attending service, not because some bottle of oil was poured on him, not because he had some holy water bathing. All these are the things we brought to church and we we'll call them anointing service. Sarah didn't go anywhere to attend an anointing service, but God said he's my anointed. Anytime God says you are my anointed, he means he have an assignment for you. Are you sitting there with me? Like I said, the word anointed is Mashiach. Put Messiah anointed, usually consecrated person, as a king or priest or saint, specifically the Messiah. That's the word anointed. And some of you get confused about the word anointed and anointing. Listen, in Luke chapter 4, 17, 18, Jesus said, The Lord has anointed me. He didn't say the Lord anointed me. The Lord has anointed me to open the eyes of the blind. Set the captive free. Declare the assembly of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Anytime you are anointed, there is an assignment for you to accomplish. And somebody say, well, that was Cyrus. Pastor, I don't know how that concerns me. Talk with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. What am I might share with you? Remember, the law shall increase you more and more. Why is he increasing you for you to have dominion on the face of the earth? Amen. Second Corinthians 1. Let me read from verse 21. Now he quit established it out with you in Christ and have what? Anointed us is God. Question. Are you anointed? No, talk with me. Are you anointed? Do you know your anointing? That's a problem. Cyrus was anointed to build and renew. He declared it. He said it. He made decrees about his anointing. That's the problem with the church. You don't know who you are. You don't know why you are here. But can I say this? Every business you are doing now. And you have a stirring in your heart. But this is the one the Lord wants me to do. That is your anointing. And the Bible is saying this morning you are going to be increasing on that same business. Do you understand? When Saira was anointed, he was not a preacher. Did he have a pulpit? So to be anointed is not to say you have to carry a Bible. I'm preaching along the streets. Do you understand? What I'm saying this morning. Every good gift coming from above. Anything you know how to do best. Anything you are convinced this is what the Lord has given to me. That is your anointing. And God wants you to increase in that thing which has called you to do. Are you still there with me? Look at verse 22. Who had also sealed us and given us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. You know the word seal? Stragizo. You know what it means to us fragizo? It means to us stamp with a signet or private mark. I will need to explain this to you. The signet ring of the kings of old was the authority they can give to anybody to stand on their behalf. Are you see that? It's a mark of authority, it's a sign of authority. So when you talk about signet, We are talking about somebody who is authorized to do business on your behalf. Typical example. When the prodigal son came back, the Bible says he gave him a ring. That ring is a signet of the father's authority. What he told him is, you can go anywhere and pick anything on my behalf. Are you there with me? That's what signet means. Okay, another way I can put it for you is this. It's the signature that you can find in a checkbook and then it can be cashed in the bank. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Okay, so for instance, if I give you a checklist and I signed it, the bank can recognize my check, my signature, and they can pay you whatever amount I ask you to collect. Are you saying what I'm saying here? Good. Now God has put his signature upon your life. Why? Because he has already, what? Anointed you. And the evidence of the signature he has put in your life to prove that he with you, is the Holy Spirit. Meaning, we are bound to succeed on the face of the earth, because the Holy Spirit is there to prove the evidence of the fact that we have the signature of God. You are not called to be a failure. And so you can't fail. Hallelujah. Amen? So to mark is the seal of authority that we have to do things on the earth on behalf of God. This is why we can't fail on the earth because we have the backings of God and that is what? The Holy Spirit. So anywhere you find yourself, listen and listen closely, God wants to increase you more and more. Why is he increasing you? So that you can sign his signature upon anything you are doing. You have the authority to develop the earth on behalf of God. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Listen to the simple commission God gave to Adam. He said, let us make man in our image. And then he created a garden. And then he put the man in where? In the garden. And what's the next thing? Be what? Fruitful and multiply. That's the commandment. That is a simple commandment. In other words, Adam, you can't fail. You've got to make the earth to become what I want it to be. I cannot fully explain to you How God sees man on the face of the earth. The earth has he given to the sons of men. My friend, let me tell you something. You've got to use your brain now. Don't trouble God again. Listen to me. Is there anything you want to know? You can just ask the Holy Spirit. He sent him here to assist you. To accomplish for him on the face of the earth. Think and be creative. Don't die a wretched man. Don't die a poor man. Don't even go to heaven being poor. Because if you go by the language of man, heaven is made of gold. Amen. Now if you have never seen gold before, if you get to heaven, you'll be able to walk on gold. Because men say the street is made of gold. Now the way you, you handle gold, that is why I think Solomon had to make gold like nonsense. Do you understand that? It's nothing special. What is that supposed to mean? You must live beyond and above the level that you are now. We're talking of people who don't even know God creating things. But you're sitting down and you can do nothing. You're waiting for God. You're praying in the house of God. I believe in prayer. A prayer has to do with asking God for an answer in regard to what you want to do. He said he will grant you the desires of your heart. You know what that means? Not just any callous desiring. But desiring according to what? To his will. Because you want to accomplish his will on the face of the earth. Can I repeat this? God is depending on you. Whatever chaos you see today going on have nothing to do with God. Why? Because the earth has given what? To the sons of men. They have to manage it. If they can't manage it, they die. It's nobody's problem. It's no God's problem. God is not concerned about what is going on around you. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just beyond the why because he has given the authority. I can give my son an estate to manage, and then I go there and begin to be interfering. No, I only need reports. How is the estate running? If it's not running it's where I can put him out, that is why we too as Christians suffer. Because what you have been created for to do, you are unable to do it. You are depending on God to do everything for you. Use your head. When you were born again, God did not take away your brain. He didn't take away your mind. He said renew your mind. What that means is, don't use your mind to think rough things. Make it to think good things. Renew your mind. Be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. He didn't say cast away your mind. Some of you need to go back to what you call deliverance to regain your mind. Because if cast away your mind, which is not supposed to be. Hallelujah. We allow the world to control us. The world dictates everything we can ever do. I've already been saying this. Go to the fashion house. He's the unbeliever that designing the fashion that the believers are putting on. That is wrong. Where are the tailors that we have in this house? They need to wake up. They need to have some perception. The first man in the Bible that have the Holy Spirit the Bible said He was filled with the Spirit of God, was an artist. Basilio. He designed the altar cloth. He designed the ark. He designed everything. He was an artist. Don't tell me because you are a tailor. You don't have the Holy Spirit of God. The problem you have is what is controlling you is magazines and all the spirits. You look at magazines to design for people. You don't seek the spirit to design the mind of God. That's your problem. Are you sitting there with me? Anything you are doing, you are supposed to be unique. You are supposed to be special. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Men are supposed to look unto you to do the things that you are doing. You are supposed to blaze the trail. We are trail blazers. Are you still there with me? God wants to increase you and your children. Why? Because he wants to multiply righteousness on the face of the earth. As he increases you, you're doing the right thing. He increases your children to continue to do what? the right things. Then the earth is being taken over by the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea, are you with me? No, listen. I'm really sick of Christians living the way they live. No, 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 that's the truth. I, I want to see the community of believers come to the place of affluent wealth on this face of the earth. I want to see them come to manage resources. I want to see them manage estates. Check the whole of this community that we're in. Tell me, one Christian, I own an estate. You can see them. Hallelujah. I said it some time past. I remember I was growing up in this city in the early sixties. I mean late sixties. You have Okumaba here. You have Odi You have this one. The question is this what are these guys? Because sometimes we think, well, I'm not against education. But let me say something here this day. Most of these guys came from the village and acquired the places and some other people were around drinking tombow, and whatever. Who did they buy the land from? Are, are you following what I'm talking about? But these are men that use their brain. They split the whole environment among themselves. Now your children are buying from their children because your fathers could not think right. That cannot be your portion. Are you sitting with me? Come on, go out into the cities. Go out into the possessed lands. Use your head. Don't sit in one place praying, praying Holy Ghost. Shouting all night. Driving mosquitoes and all of this kind of stuff. We call you for that. Use your head. Praise the living God. I'm so glad about the testimony I'm getting people being called. Come and manage for me. Come and manage for me. Man, come on. These are the bane. Remember? We have the nephews. We have the technos. We have the bane. Man, who we'll build the father's name? People like Joseph. They can invite them. Come and manage my economy for me. That is what I'm looking for. Are you sitting there with me? You can't be a tailor in so one shop and your shop is not increasing. Who told you that? You start with one room, it should increase. What did the Bible say? The Lord shall increase you more and more. So your store needs expansion. Yes. Take the next shop next to you. Pay it off. Put your goods there. Yes. Sell to the wall. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You have a mandate from God. Yes. Is that not what the Bible says? Second Corinthians? The Bible said, the Lord has anointed us in Christ. We are the anointed ones of God. Every anointed one is a principality in quotes. What that means is you lead. Because Cyrus had to be a leader. Once you are anointed, you come to the place of leadership. You are meant to lead men in whatever thing you are doing. That is your mandate. Somebody say, I receive it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No, it doesn't matter what you are doing you are supposed to be a leader because you are anointed anointing will speak for you the seal of god is in your hand already in fact you are God's on signature on the face of it is what you decree that comes to pass that's why Cyrus make a decree men begin to donate it's about some decree with your mouth speak the things you want done know that you are anointed and every word that comes out of your mouth shall never return to him voice. God said it, you believe it, you receive it, you declare it. God bless you.